Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Yesterday, uh, Owen Cora uh, came up again. May you remember the meeting of the... Erica's health committee that was postponed last week due to Storm Barra. Well, that Erica's health committee meeting convened yesterday. There doesn't seem to be any good news coming out of it for the residents and friends and families of Owen Akura. Uh, the HSE, from listening back to the proceedings, which one can do under Octus TV, the HSE seems dead set on going ahead with its original plan to close Onakura. Now, originally, that was to be the end of October. That came and went. Um, it's it's still happening, though. Um, Michael Fitzgerald of the HSE uh, outlined the situation at the start of yesterday's meeting. Initially, the plan was to refurbish the centre, but as we moved to the more detailed planning stage, serious concerns emerged that any level of such refurbishment would not bring the building to the standard required. Advice from external construction experts along with HSE estates shared with the committee previously informed the HSE in a typical but necessary decision to close the centre. This was not our original plan for the valuable services at the Corner Cutter Centre and while it was a difficult decision there was no other option open to us. The immediate priority remains the welfare of the remaining residents of the centre we have been and continue to work with each resident individually and consult with their families to agree an appropriate alternative placement based on their assessed needs and will and preference. We understand that the owner Corporate Centre has provided a very valuable service to residents in a unique location for many years. The HSC, however, is committed to working closely with the residents to find appropriate alternatives suitable to their needs. Uh, that's an edited version of Michael Fitzgerald's opening statement to that meeting which was held virtually yesterday. Nessa Harrigan, TD for the Green Party, is also an architect and has spoken with us on this topic before. You were at that meeting, weren't you, Nessa? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I was at that meeting and I have to say, um, you, you know, it threw up more questions than it answered. And I think that there are some very worrying precedence being set by the closure of Onokura and I and I think it's not just about that um, service. I think for East Cork it really raised all sorts of questions that we didn't get answers to but I, I think just in general you know the, the kind of answers we got from the HSE 
were um you know, really disturbing in terms of like what that means for the service so you know ultimately what they were saying that so there's loads of discussions to be had around the process of the decision making here which i think was really poor um the and i think that was said a number of times during during the session um about you know um how we invest in buildings and, and the choices that we're making and, and who's watching that and who's where's the oversight in that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the, the most worrying thing is that the HSE said a number of times during that, uh, on questioning, that the plan for East Cork is to have zero 24-hour places, 24-hour yeah. care, you know, highly serviced places. My, I heard that myself this morning, yeah. Yeah, their plan is to have none and that people can go, you know, half an hour down the road to, to somewhere in the south of Cork or you can go to the north of Cork but there'll be none and that's that's their plan is to have zero and and to be seeing that in a public I'm forum sure they'd, I'm sure they'd probably they, deny that but that's certainly the impression one gets from listening to the meeting well we went through the facts and figures in great detail with them and every time we asked them well what's your plan to have those places and replace them if you're going to close down there was originally 19 people in in Onakura there's now 15 if your plan is to take away all of those places um when are you putting them back east cork needs its own provision so in in a vision for change the the kind of the le- the, the the plan for all mental health care in this country a vision for change would say for for a place the size of east cork which is you know between 90 and 100,000 you'd need around three locations which would have around 10 placements. So so you're talking about maybe 30 placements. So we were already under-resourced in, in East Quirk. And, um, and, and now the plan is to have zero. And every time we ask the question is how is this possible? How is it possible that your plan is to have zero and to start sending people to, for example, St. Stephen's, then the answer was, well, we have these community mental health teams. We have people getting care in their home. And that's fantastic in terms of getting care in the home. You know, a moved community mental health provision is fantastic. But that is not the same as 24-hour mm. residential care. And there'll always be a small cohort of people mm. who need, you know, serious support and, and nursing on site and all of mm. those accompanying treatments. And the plan for East Cork right now is to have zero, no places. In terms of putting on your architect's hat for, for a moment, NASA, in the HSE seem insistent, in fact, they don't seem about it, they are insistent that there's no option but to tear down the Onokura building, do away with it. It just isn't, effectively they're saying it's not fit to be refurbished. Now, as an architect, do you see evidence of that or have you, have you had yeah. enough of your questions answered? Look, I don't want to come on here and say that the building is in good shape or that it's in even in a reasonable state. I think that like many of our, our healthcare buildings and our healthcare facilities, it's an older building. It needs significant refurbishment. But the problem that I have with this is the characterization of it as a problem that can't be solved. I, I wouldn't accept that. And, and certainly my background is in, you know, refurbishment and sustainable building services and all of that kind of stuff. And actually I worked on healthcare buildings and really for a single story building on that site, there's pretty much nothing you can't do. Like it's, it, you can refurb buildings and the idea that you couldn't address some of the fire safety issues, the idea that you can't address asbestos, that simply just doesn't stack up. And I think the problem that I had with it is if you apply the reasoning that they're applying to Owen Akura across the board, then we would see a tsunami of closure. 
because so many buildings wouldn't come up to that standard. And that's a shame that our buildings wouldn't come up to that standard. But are we really saying that we're going to go around the country and start closing down all of our healthcare facilities? No, we're not. So I don't really understand why Onakura is being treated differently. Like we're talking about things like room sizes, but we know that there are other facilities, even in Cork, that have smaller rooms and don't have any en suites and they're not being closed down. So I think there's there's something else going on here because we know that buildings aren't up to standard and we know that there's a real um, challenge there in terms of like the capital investment into assets like that. But we're not treating any other building in this way. So it can't simply be that. And ju- just to say, I, I think that there's a real thorny issue popping up in this process of Onokura around the use of the Mental Health Commission's inspection report. So the Mental Health Commission are are independent, they come in, they say, look, this isn't up to standard or this isn't up to code or Mm. we need to make this better. And that's fantastic to have that independent insight. But over and over again, the Mental Health Commission's report is being given to families and being given to elected reps and being given to the community as a reason to close Onakura down. And I think for the Mental Health Commission, you know, to see their reports kind of weaponized in this way and, and justifying treating one service in a completely different way to every other service is, is a problem going into the future. Because if I was a person writing that report and I knew it was going to be used to take away somebody's home, mm. then I, I think I would find that really worrying and it would impact my work. The, resi- the, the friends and the families of the residents uh, asked uh, recently for an independent report to be commissioned, yeah. an external one. And so far, that has not been granted. In fact, the only thing they got was somebody from the HSE said, actually, there's nobody will be able to do that except us, kind of thing. Do you buy that? that? I mean, no, I absolutely don't. Look, it, I spent a long time going back through um, the, the building reports because I wanted to make sure that the issues that were being raised were valid. And I, and I think a lot of the issues being raised are valid in fairness. But also when you get multiple reports over maybe, you know, some of the ones that I was reading were back as far as 2016, 2015, then you'll start to see, um, uh, you know, information that... Um, contradicts itself so you know reports of different room sizes different areas being picked out as problematic in terms of fire safety and you know for 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 the families to be having lots of different information being thrown at them is very difficult and i have absolutely no i i can't understand at all why you you wouldn't allow an independent expert to at least view the building maybe do a desktop review of the reports and come back there there's you know there's no kind of magic um, or special information that one building professional would have over a- any other. You'll have specialists in healthcare, you'll have specialists in building services, you'll have specialists in retrofit, but one is, is you know, they, they, we all have access to the same information. Mm. So why we couldn't have an independent review? And I have to say the answer to saying no, the denial took, I think, five or six weeks to get. And even that is disappointing because it does feel like the clock is being run down so that any objections that we have you know, just mm. time gets away from us. And, and I think that that's cynical. It's an unfortunate situation. It is indeed. And for the residents in particular, Ness, as they come to the end of the year, the nervousness and the fear and the uncertainty of what's going on, it's just not fair to them as people. And I say that just as an individual. Nessa Harrigan, uh, thank you very much. A uh, member of the Green Party, t- Green Party TD and an architect and involved in that meeting yesterday of the Erectus Committee. Courts 96 FM.